I look at failure as the best thing that ever can happen to someone. Fail going forward. Don't I'd rather you take a chance, right? Rather than not take a chance. You know, that whole you you miss 100% of shots you don't take. But if you're going to miss some, you're going to miss some, but just shoot your damn shot. Hurdlers, Emily Abadi here bringing you episode 138 of Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I sit down with inspiring individuals to talk about everything from their big wins to how they've gotten through some of life's toughest moments. On the show, you can expect vulnerability, motivation, and candid discussions with everyone from top athletes to aspiring entrepreneurs on what it really takes to follow your passions. My mission is simple, to inspire you to be your best self, move with intention, and have some fun along the way. Today for episode 138, I am chatting with Ron Boss Everline. He's a personal trainer, a huge motivator, and known to his millions of Instagram followers by his Instagram name, Just Train. Today, he talks to me about growing up in a family of football players and having a dream himself to play in the NFL. He really went for it. He shot his shot, or I guess, I mean, would you say he he threw the ball (laughs) and went after it with all he had and just, he didn't make the cut. And instead of wallowing, what I love about Boss is that he ran after other opportunities, opening up other doors for himself in the process. Soon, the entrepreneur was opening gyms in multiple cities, tackling various ventures, and making a name for himself as a top trainer. Today, he has traveled the globe working out with top actors and performers, including Neo and Kevin Hart, athletes, world leaders. He's made a career out of doing what he loves, and every single day, he's working harder and he's going after it. We talk about all the difficult decisions that he has had to make that have gotten him to this point. And also, we chat about his newest chapter as a dad. Boss's passion here, it's contagious. You can hear it in the way that he talks, his enthusiasm, his excitement. It will get you riled up to go after anything that it is that you want. Before we get to today's episode, I do want to take a moment to talk to y'all about Beam. Now, you've probably heard about Beam here on the show before, and that's because I can't get enough Beam. It is a Boston-based CBD company that was founded by two ex-professional athletes with the idea that everyone should have the chance to experience what better feels like. You've heard from them on the show, Matt and Kevin. They are a great couple of guys. Whether you are sore or stressed, CBD can be the key for recovery and self-care. Lately, I have been leaning heavily into so many of their products from their Boost CBD topical, which is quick dry and helps to ease inflammation, boost athletic recovery, and soothe sore muscles, to their Revive capsules, which do the same thing, but in capsule form. And also, huge fan of their Dream Blend. It's a kind of unique tasting hot chocolate with of course their THC free CBD, melatonin, magnesium, and it helps me drift off into a sweeter, more restful sleep. You have got to get in on the beam action. You will not look back. Head on over to beamtlc.com and use the promo code hurdle for 15% off any beam product today. Again, that is beamtlc.com, B-E-A-M-T-L-C.com. 
Use the code HURDLE at checkout for 15% off. I'm so excited tonight, November 23rd, I'm hosting the first of a few goal setting hurdle sessions that I'll be putting together over the next few weeks. I know that we all have had our share of goals that we may not have been able to go after as we had hoped in 2020, but that does not mean that 2021 has got to start off on the wrong foot. Now is the time for you to go after your own potential, to stop making excuses, and I am here to arm you with the tools and the tricks that you need to do that, to set smart goals that are actionable, that do have purpose, that are obtainable with the right approach. To sign up to join tonight's hurdle session or another goal-setting workshop in the near future, head on over to the show notes and click the link there. To get $5 off, use the code PODCAST at checkout. Again, head on over to the show notes. Use PODCAST at checkout to get $5 off one of the upcoming end-of-year goal-setting hurdle sessions. As always, I'm over on social at Hurdle Podcast and at Emily Abadi. If you have a hurdle moment of your own to share or just want to say hi, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. It's emily at hurdle. US. We're kicking off a week of thanks, a week of gratitude here with Thanksgiving on deck. I do want to say I am so, so grateful for all of you for being a part of my community. With that, let's get to hurdling. Today, I am chatting with Ron Boss Everline. He is a trainer based out of Los Angeles. Ron, how you doing? I'm good. I'm really, really good. I'm um, based out of Los Angeles, but currently in Canada working on um, a set. But, you know, I'm well. How are you? I'm I'm doing pretty well. I mean, it's been one hell of a week. We're recording this uh, election week, we will call it, because I don't think there's such a thing as just one day anymore, but election week and the stress is real, man. Yeah, the stress is real, but you know, we, we can control what we can control and uh, we're, we're all waiting on the result. But ultimately, you know, we got to we got to start working towards our best efforts with any result that we see. Right. So. Definitely. So I'm curious, what do you do when you're stressed out? Do you head immediately to the gym? No, you know, um, you know, I, I am a serial entrepreneur outside of the gym. So most people know me as the uh, the trainer, but, you know, working on a lot of business and a lot of opportunity, um, new opportunities, kind of building new structures, trying to find out the best principles, you know, just I'm, I'm constantly in a zone of progressive thought. I try not to get stressed too often. I don't really know how to define stress right now. Like I, it's I, I've I've kind of mastered the mentality to continue to just kind of push forward and not allow things to uh, affect my day to day. That's impressive because I think a lot of individuals definitely struggle with that. Just the idea of continuing to push forward when it's like there's so many things just coming at you from all of the ways. For sure. For sure. For sure. So serial entrepreneur these days, but I don't think you uh, you actually saw this lifestyle maybe for yourself from the get-go. So I'd love to dial it back and talk to you about where you come from, where you grew up. Yeah. So I grew up in um, Missouri City, Texas. Um, I am seven of nine. And, uh, you know, football was my everything. I thought football was going to be my path to success. And um, obviously, as you guys see now, you know, opening, I, you know, I've always, so I opened up a gym. I thought football, I knew I was going to, you know, open up businesses and be an entrepreneur, but I come from, you know, to stick on the topic of where I come from. I come from a guy that comes from a long list of family members that play in the NFL and 
that was going to be my hope. That was going to be my dream. And, and, and it didn't happen, you know. Um, and so but I come from, you know, the mentality of hustle and grind. But you you went out and tried out for the NFL. Is that right? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I did it all. I pushed it and it just didn't happen. Right. And um, I, I did more than most. I got some workouts. I you know met with a lot of people, uh, worked out for some Canadian teams. And, it, and, and at some point I had to make a real conscious decision about where my life was headed. And, and was I going to continue to be a guy that was hope that, that I had this hope or was I going to transition into saying, listen, I got to take advantage. I got to take, you know, hold, a hold of my life and say, you know what, fuck this. I got to I got to figure it out. And I knew that I had the ability to push through and I knew I was going to hold myself accountable. And I just I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was a jack of all trade and a master of none. And, you know, it, it, fitness just started to show itself 10 times more than anything else. And um, so that that was kind of the way for me, you know, and, and it doors started to open. It's interesting, though, because I think, you know, when you grow up with that background, when you have people in your family that played football, you have this dream of playing football and you go after something and and it doesn't happen the way that you thought that it might. Did you struggle a little bit considering that that was a big part of your identity? I'm sure. Yeah. You know what? Um, I did. I, I, I don't you know, I don't call it depression. Right. I think I went through this. Um, I went through this mode of like, you know, not being able to watch football. But what I did was, and a lot of people may say this was wrong, but I just, I got really, really busy at other shit. I I just really started to like trying to figure out what was going to be my next chapter. So I just really put football out of my mind. I I just completely forgot about it. I, um, I loved, you know, I was never jealous of anyone that was was still making it. I just focused, I I did a hyper focus on where I wanted to go and forgot about it and, and just delusionally delusionally focused on being the best boss that I could be. That that was just my transition. What you said I think is really kind of special is not feeling jealous or some kind of way about the other people who found success. Because I think that it's hard, right? Just this comparison trap, especially with social media. Yeah. Well, for me at the time, there was no social media. Um, And, you know, I had grown up and, you know, uh, the way I was raised, is that there was so much competition. I was raised to compete, but I, you know, to be honest, my I think my nephew was uh, seven years old. I can't remember the age, and um, he turned on a music video at the time. Music videos were popular, and I didn't want to watch it. I was like, I didn't want to see other people's success. And I was still in college, and I think I was like nineteen. And and I said, I don't want to see that. He said, Why? Uncle Boss. And I said, I don't want to see nobody else doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, he's like, God said, don't be jealous, you know, that you can't be jealous of anyone. And that he was definitely young. And at that moment, I realized he said, what's what's for you is will be for you in the time. Right. And so that shifted my mindset right away. You know what I mean? It changed my whole scope of how I started to move forward with my life. It's like, What's for me is what's for me. And it's really that simple. I, I, I didn't wor- I couldn't worry about anything else. I love that. What's for me is what's for me. And again, it's a lot about perspective, right? It's really hard when you're going through the thick of it, when we're going through these hurdles to find that perspective. But oftentimes, going through these hard moments is what helps us gain that perspective and then use it the next time around. Absolutely agree. You couldn't have said it any better. 1000%. The failure is what builds you, right? You, you, you have to allow 
the obstacles, the the tough times. And they say, judge a person by when everything's not going well. Don't judge them when everything's going great. And so that's the way we look at it. And then failure is the the opportunity to grow. I look at failure as the best thing that ever could happen to someone. Fail going forward. Don't, I, I'd rather you take a chance, right? Rather than not take a chance. It, you know, the whole, you, you miss 100% of shots you don't take. But if you're going to miss some, you're going to miss some, but just shoot your damn shot. We pivot from the NFL and you start getting into fitness. So when you say that, what at the time did that look like? Well, so realistically, I opened up a gym. So I've never worked for a gym. Like I, so I started off um, entrepreneur right away. So we opened up a 16,000 square feet gym and it all started off with a program called Moms, Moms on a Move. And um, I was just, you know, trying to initially it was like I saw this opportunity to do boot camps, women that had babies. Right. And and at the same time, we opened up this gym for athletes. Right. And uh they were they were high school kids, you know, uh, middle school kids, and so that was the big wave. But then I started to see adult fitness. I started to see an opportunity in that world, and you know, I have the sixteen thousand square foot facility where we got baseball cages, football players, soccer players, and we're coming working on speed and agility. And then um, there's a woman by the name of um, Heidi, um, and Heidi um, lost a hundred plus pounds through one of my boot camps or whatever. And she came to me crying and she said, I changed her life. And, um, I was like, what? I changed, like, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom changing someone's life through fitness. Um, because I always thought football was going to be that, that moment that propelled me to change people's lives because I, you know, we look at those individuals like they're superheroes. And, and mm. so, um, you know, we look at athletes and entertainers like, oh my God, you know, and I, that, and so, for, for someone to look me in my face with tears coming down their eyes and saying, I changed their life. And it, it didn't register with me at the moment, but about three to four months later, I was like, oh man, maybe this is my calling. Like I started to hear more and more people like, yo boss, you're giving me some, this is giving me so much confidence. I, I feel different. I look different. Like my mental is, is so much better, man. Like I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm accomplishing and, you know, beating my days. And so I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I, because th- th- this was all foreign to me. I, all I knew was like, I was the guy that, you know, had trainers and, you know, playing football coach, you know, strength coaches putting us through it. So now this transition was like, what? what? You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So I, as I'm loving fitness, I'm also still looking for new opportunities and I love being outside. So, um, I created this program called CJ the Workout Kid, where CJ, where it was kids teaching kids how to be fit, but CJ dad had a dump truck. And me loving landscape, and I'm like, oh man, I can make money over here in the landscaping business. And he looked at me and he said, bro, you're a jack of all trade and a master of none, man. Focus on fitness. I need you to just, I'm not going to sell you the truck. And I was like, bro, I can buy a truck from anybody, right? And but, but it registered with me, like, yo, you need to master exercise. You need to master fitness. But I was like, okay, exercise is cool. I started to want to master the mentality that gets people to get up and go, right? The mentality of motivation, the mentality of like it's like commitment and consistency and how do I get these people to tick and twitch, you know, to, 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 to reach their full potential. And so that's when it really, really set in on me that this was what I wanted to do, but it wasn't exercise. The, the, it was the exercise was the way to get them in to work on them mentally. And that was a big mm. transition for me. And that's what I've been doing. Like I, my main focus is to yield the result for people, to give people hope that they can do whatever they want to do. 
and, and accomplish so many different things in life. I love what you said also when you were starting out that you had two different demos. It was like the high school athlete and the mom. Yes. yes. <laughs> along yes. along your journey when, because I think that oftentimes, I mean, you're talking about how important it was to just focus on fitness, you know, like not buy the dump truck, not yeah. do other things, focus on fitness. So after you kind of had that realization, did you take it a step further and really start to home in on like who the ideal client was that you wanted to work with? You know what? I would like to say I had it all together, but no, I, I I was forced into that, right? So like, yes and no to your question. Like it wasn't like this thing that I thought of. It was like a forceful thing, right? So I started to see like, I don't like to talk about money, but I started to see the thing that was fueling how the change, because the parents were dropping off their kids and they were there and I'm like, hold on, they need somebody to work with them. So I completely hired, we hired someone else to handle the kids because I'm like, yo, I want to handle these adults, right? My mind is just the way I think. I said, oh, hold on, there's a big opportunity in this in this world of women and exercise and just adult fitness in general. So then I created Teacher Get Fit. I, could, I created this really because I'm like, okay, our kids are with teachers every day, right? But our teachers are not, they're, they're obviously, we all know this, they're not taken care of, they're not paid the highest, Like, our, but our kids are with them eight hours a day. I'm like, yo, what if I really created a, 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 a program for teachers that was cost efficient and that would, would help them go to the school with, and, and, and create this, this business? And so I said, oh shit, this is a big opportunity. And that was the transition, right? And so that's when I started to to, to turn over the leaf of like seeing the opportunity that I can grow within the wellness space, the fitness space, the exercise space. And so those were the doors that were starting to open, but it wasn't like, oh man, like it just kind of, I didn't think about it. It just happened. It just happened. Yeah. So you're working out with like so many different types of clientele and there's so much going on in this one space. Does it feel like, does it start to feel like too much at all? Never, right? Because you... I always control the energy, right? It was always a vibe, right? Like you want to create an environment that people love, right? So that was always what when anybody that has a gym or any space, right? It it's it was let me I, anytime I open anything that I want to do, I want to create an environment where people want to be, right? And so that's where I lived. And so it was never too much. I never, but my, my mind was never that, right? Like I never got into a mindset of like, this is too much. I'm stressed out or I'm not, because then I become defeated. I, I, I allow my, like the opportunity to take advantage of me rather than taking advantage of the opportunity. You see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I wasn't going to allow that if that makes any sense. It's like, you want more yet you're going to complain about it. That doesn't make sense. You adjust to it. Okay. A lot is what you ask for and fix it as you go, but you can't cry about it. You can't say it's too much. You got to figure out how do you make it work for you? The gym is building up. There's a lot of people coming in. What's the next step in your entrepreneurial journey then? All of a sudden, adult fitness is thriving, right? What what happened was, you know, I, I believe in like, you know, cleanliness and certain things and um, and I'm not going to go into too many detail, but I never forget business was booming. And um, my partner cousin at the time was like, yo, man, we got to not we need to talk about uh, how much money you making." And I'm like, mm, no, we don't like, you, you know what I mean? Like, this is not the, the transition. So um, I'm going through a tough part of my relationship. Right. The, the, the individual I was dating at the time, which is sometimes people don't know that relationships can be your best, best blessing ever. Right. So this relationship wasn't working. Right. 
And I was just so up at night trying to figure out like I'm I'm determined to be successful because they're counting me out, you know, because the football didn't work and all these different things. So I was like, you know what? I'll create a teacher get fit. And then rather than driving to every school, what I did was I would stay up late at night and I composed an email and I I emailed every school in Atlanta. When I tell you, I, I realized that it was all public information, right? You, okay, Gwinnett County, DeKalb County, Fulton County, like all the schools. And I was just getting every elementary, middle school print. And I was emailing. And all of a sudden, he started hitting us back, right? And so I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, my business. So this was the big transition in entrepreneurship, right? So now you got 30 teachers at one school paying $100 a month. And you got 10 schools going at one time, right? So now I'm creating this real business. You see what I'm saying? So me and my cousin, he, we weren't seeing eye to eye. Now, mommy, I shared this idea with my cousin because I'm like, I don't care. Now, mommy, he's driving to every school, right? And he's trying to pitch my idea to every school because he wants to like present the opportunity to me. And I'm like, so he finally goes to a school and he pulls up to the school and they're like, oh, we already received that. And they're like, what? And he, so he comes back to me. He's like, yo, how do you, you, how are you getting to these schools? I'm like, bro, like you're working hard. Like you're driving, like, bro, I emailed 300 schools already. Like, what are you, you know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> that was like, I'm like, I got to work smarter. Like I'm, what do, I don't need to be sitting back driving to every school, working on one or two, like I need to hit 300 and all every principal and assistant principal will open up their email and, will, and and they'll see this. And if they want to buy into the program, either they will or they won't. And so that was it. You know what I mean? And that was the start of my entrepreneur. That was the start of my entrepreneur journey right there. This whole story makes me think of that saying like work smarter, not harder. And yeah. I'm sitting here thinking about the things that I doing in my life where I'm definitely working harder and not smarter. So, I mean, amazing. So when you sell this concept to these schools, what are you actually offering to them? So I'm just offering basically, and this is to any trainer, like to any business person, like think outside of the box, but it doesn't have to be complex, right? Whether you're in fitness, whether you're in anything, just simplicity is cool. Like I'm like, oh man, I'm selling, hey guys, 30 teachers in one classroom after school, before you leave school, they're like, this is a no brainer. You know what I'm saying? And that that was it for me. They Everybody bought into it. Right. And it's cool that you can, it's like you're offering the school a way for them to help take care of their people. So that's good on them. And so now what I'm seeing it's the teachers, the kids are watching the teachers work out and they're like, oh, Mrs. Sutton says, oh, that's cool. And so now we're creating a trickle effect. Now you're motivating. You know what I mean? So now kids are in their subconscious. They're seeing someone exercise. Maybe no one's exercising at home. Now they're seeing their p- teachers that they're with all day exercising. It was just this amazing thing that I was like, yo, this could be really, really dope. You know what I mean? And it was. It turned out really, really amazing. taking a break from today's episode to talk to you about Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. They deliver easy to follow recipes for paleo, keto, and plant powered diets, or for anyone who just wants to eat healthier, right to your door. With Green Chef's wide variety of high quality, clean ingredients, you could feel great about what you're putting into your body and how it got to your table. Last week, I... 
I felt like I couldn't get my feet under me. Like I was literally running around like a chicken with my head cut off. And let me tell you, at the end of the day, when I was finally able to shut my laptop, I was so excited to have all of the things that I needed for a great dinner pre-chopped, the dressings pre-made, sauces pre-made and ready to use in the kitchen. In less than 20 minutes, I had the most flavorful, it was delicious, Southwest barbecue chicken bowl. Oh, it was so good. And I even had leftovers for lunch the next day. You have got to get in on the action. I took a peek at next week's menu already, and I'm kind of geeking out over the creamy truffle and mushroom linguine. Head on over to greenchef.com slash hurdle 90 and use code hurdle 90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Again, that is greenchef.com G R E E N C H E F.com slash hurdle 90 and use code hurdle 90 at checkout to get $90 off, including free shipping. Also, I would love to extend some love to my sponsor at Element. Element offers zero sugar hydration to support your active lifestyle. Now, huge misconception. Just because it's getting a little chillier out, you might not be sweating as much. You might think that you don't need to focus on hydration when it comes to before, during, and after a workout. That is wrong. Of course, if you're only heading out there for 20 or 30 minutes, you might not need to bring anything along with you for the effort, but it's super important to make sure you're replenishing those glycogen stores when all is said and done. I am a huge fan of their orange, citrus, and raspberry salt flavors, but they've got a ton of different seasonal variety packs worth checking out. With Element, you can kickstart your mornings, fuel workouts, improve recovery, and you don't have to worry about things like added sugar, color artificial ingredients, or other junk. You have got to try out Element. Head on over to drinkelement.com slash hurdle. Again, that is drinklmnt.com slash hurdle to get in on it today. So then, but how do you transition from the guy that's going to work with a bunch of teachers after school to opening up uh, gyms in both Cincinnati and Los Angeles? So I opened up my own studio in, in Atlanta and I got a phone call. So I'm mommy. I've been training Neo's manager's wife, uh, Lynetta, um, for about two years at this time and a year and a half. And I never thought about being a celebrity trainer or training anyone that would have a celebrity likeness. I just was foot on the ground. You can be successful $1 at a time. That's the way I look at it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, I don't believe in these quantum leaps of success. Like, those oh, a lottery. I just believe in hard work to get to where you want to go. And um, Neo manager called me and was like, yo, Neo wants you to come train him. Like, you, we want to bring you on the road next week. And I'm like, oh, he actually said tomorrow. And I'm like, um, I can't leave tomorrow, but I could leave, you know, whatever day. I think it was like three, four days later. And that was the transition. So, you know, getting on the road with Neo and being able to, and I got fired. Like, let me tell you, I worked with him for four months. It was a three month job. Three, like, and I use the word fired to, to, to make this real. Like there was the moment 
of me being on the road with Neo, him not waking up in the morning, going to the gym. And I was to blame for it, right? Because I knock on and say 9 a.m. No matter what time, it's like I want to work out at 9. Then I try to wake him up at 9 and he doesn't want to get up. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, wait, 9, 10. He's like, oh, I don't want to train. I'm like, I'm tired. I got a headache. So I was like, all right, cool. I guess I'm hired to be here. I don't know this world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so um, we would always go back home and, and, and home was Atlanta. And so one particular time I'm home for like two months. And so now I'm, I'm like, I didn't, I was big. I was a football player looking guy. So I, I was like, all right, this is my opportunity to drop a lot of weight and really represent fitness. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not thinking that. I, but every day I woke up, I, I thought as if I was an intern that this job was over, but I didn't actually know the job was over until one day I, I lived in some lofts and they were, they were uh, filming across the street and Neo's manager Tango came up to me. He's like, you know, Neo wants me to find him a new trainer. And I, and, I, and he's like, and I'm like, what? And he was like, yeah, man, he, he said you were too easy on him. I said, I was too easy on him. Like, what, like, what, what, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, man, he said you were too easy. Like he basically just tell you what to do and you don't do it. I said, bro, like, I don't know this world. Like this is, you know what I mean? Like I don't have a clue. And so (laughs) I said, all right, cool. So you want me to be me? He's like, bro, he said, boss, do whatever you got to do to get the results. Right. So from that day forward, everywhere we went, Neo, I had a, I had a key to his room. I don't care if we were in Istanbul, Turkey. I don't care if we were in LA. I don't care if he, when he, when they booked the room for him, my name was on his room. If whatever he was doing in that room and he said a time I walked in, I've seen <laughs> things and, and, and it was, that was the, that was the turnover to the success. Right. And so fast forward to being with him for three and a half years, um, being literally the last person they are, they, they literally offered me a role manager position and I, and I turned it down because at that moment I was like, yo, I saw an opportunity to really build something really special in the fitness industry. And I remember we were getting on the plane and they were like, yo, we want to see if you want to do take over role manager. And a lot of people, I, it went from me being fired to being the last person on the road with him. Like it was literally just me and him traveling. Like from, I remember being in France and it was just me and him. I think, I mean, you've described so far two kind of big moments for you. One of them, when you uh, started to have these conversations regularly with clients and they were telling you like, you are changing my life. And then I'm sure as you started to travel the world doing this, you must have had at least, you know, a few pinch me moments along the way. You know what? I want to say the pinch, the biggest pinch me moment was going to Saudi Arabia. Right. So we had started sending trainers. So what, what a lot of people don't know is that, you know, I have trainers that work for our company and they travel, they go to Saudi Arabia, they go to Paris, they go. And that was a pinch me moment. Like, what the hell? Like, I got business in different countries. Right. You want me to come train you? I was very sought after. And it was like it wasn't about the places. It was more about the opportunity. Right. To, to now expand what this mindset and obviously, I know I'm going to yield the result. Like I don't, I never questioned my ability to help someone yield result. It was, man, I'm I'm so thankful that people are literally buying into my mindset of what I walk and what I believe, and like my integrity and my accountability and my consistency. And you know, that's what people were buying. That's what they were seeing. That's what they were like. You have to walk the talk and live by example. But it it took me four years for people to trust me. I had been telling people about this business, but I, I could do this. I could do this. But they watch me rather than rather than hearing me just talk about it. People saw that I was committed. If, if we went to a club at, you know, at night and woke up and, and didn't get home to three and they said they wanted to work out at six. Well, I don't care if they got up. My job was to be up at five thirty to make sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can't compromise. 
you can't compromise the job for the for the road or the good time. Like I, I'm only here. Like let's let's remember, I'm here to do a job. Like I, if if I can't get up, I don't go out. You feel what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. you start to balance and you start to understand what's more important. And so those were those transition pieces for me. You know what I mean? And understanding what was taking me to the next level and how was I going to propel and how was I going to be the, the guy that people started to seek after and admire for my mindset. It was consistency. It was accountability. It, it, you know what I mean? It was integrity. And those are the things I hang my hat on. It was action over just, you know, lip service. Yes, absolutely. And so when you turned down doing the road manager opportunity with Neo, then I'm assuming that kind of made some room to uh, take on other opportunities that helped you kind of further along within that industry. Yeah. So I was still on the road with him. And then finally he went through a transition of, he went through a transition of just kind of like, you know, not, not just, he he was in great shape, not needing me every day. And I I don't want to go into so much detail about that, but I just remember being home and then the opportunity. So I, I had, I've trained Diddy. I, I mean, I've, I've trained everybody. And uh, I remember I went to Saudi Arabia and that was a long-term opportunity. And I remember coming around Kevin and I, cause I don't value, and, and I'm fortunate enough for this, the, the, the clientele that I have. But um, when, when I, when I looked at when, when I, at this point I'm talking to Kevin and was like, yo bro, I want to be your partner. And I don't, if it's just about training, I'm not the guy. Because if it's just about training, I can go to Saudi Arabia. And if it's just about money, I can go do that. I want to build something more special than just, let's just go to the gym and exercise. What happens with that opportunity then? What Because you're mentioning, you're obviously talking about Kevin Hart. We haven't yeah. even brought that up yet. So you um, you tell him that. And then what direction does that take? Well, he... We, we started off really slow, right? And so so my loyalty to Neo, it, it, so I'll, I'll, I'll go backwards. So Neo called me. He was like, look, um, I got, now mommy, I have multiple trainers on the road. Business is doing really, really well for us. And, you know, I, um, I'm working with Kevin and we're on set. And Neo's like, boss, I need you. I need you. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go back on the road. So I told Kevin, I'm like, yo, bro, I got to go. Like, my loyalty, I got to take care of my guy. And he was like, no, nah, man, I understand. That's that's commendable. And so get back on the road with Neo. And it's like, it literally was this moment of like, ne- we didn't train one day, right? We're on a tour. We didn't train. I'm like, bro, we want to work out today? Hey, bro, you want to work out? And like, he's like, not like, it, it was like non-existent, right? And I, I went to him like a man in the conversation. I was like, bro, I'm out. Like, I'm. I'm out and uh, I'm telling you why. And, you know, when you're ready, you're ready. And uh, let me know. And came back to Kevin and I worked with Kevin for a little while. And then I ended up going to Australia, working with a client. And then I went to Saudi for a client. And then I came back. I'll never forget. We were on Kevin Hart. Um, We were working on Central Intelligence and we were sitting in a hotel lobby and he, he ran down the list of things that he wanted to accomplish. And I said, he wanted magazines. He wanted a shoe deal. He wanted these things. And I, I said, okay, cool. I'm going to go do my job. And he said, if you do it, you, you you deserve it. And that's how our relationship built. And that's how we got to where we are today. You know what I mean? And so through the transition, I, I still run my own business. I still go to Saudi Arabia. Um, we do a lot of things together. I, you know, I still have clients all over the world. I still have trainers. And Kev has become 
my partner, but also my brother in, 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 in those same integrity, accountability, consistencies, you know, you know, some principles exist no matter what I'm doing, rather it's the internal part of my business. It's the training part of my business. It's, you know what I mean? I, those principles are consistent, um, in, in anything that I try to do. And when you surround yourself with people that are like-minded and, you know, have big goals that you're talking about, all of these big aspirations that Kevin had, I would assume that that was just really motivating and exciting for you to be on the same level as someone who just like wanted to strive for more. Yeah, because that's all I ever wanted, right? To, 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 to be someone that wanted more. And to, and, and to see someone that was willing to give what I wanted to work for in the lane that I was in, I, my level was there. And the fact that he met it and was willing to do the work as, you know, with someone that had so much going on, it was special. It was. It, and, and so, you know, he was the first guy to ever sign a Nike deal as a comedian. He, you know, we, we were he was the face of a healthcare company. Like there were just, you know, staple moments of like. The partnership that we started to build, and now we're talking financial fitness with J.P. Morgan Chase, and so you, you, you know, we, we're, we're, you know, working with Fabletics, like I own, you know what I mean? Like we've, we XD, we, you know, XD Fit Equipment, we sold it to TRX, like those are opportunities that. So now we're working on new partnerships with with, with different companies that I can't speak about until the deal is like, you know, the like I, I truly start, you start to walk into that, you know what I'm saying, and. uh and, and building all those opportunities. I love that. So yeah. for you, when you talk about, you know, partnering with him on this stuff, so you're saying like you were, of course, working out with him, but then in addition, like you started to work on a lot of the project projects that he was interested in and going after these opportunities. Yeah. Everything that I've done, I've never got a loan from anybody. No one's giving me money. So what I did was I took all my money and I saved it until I got to a certain point and I started hiring like like executive like I, I knew that what I knew and then I started bringing on people that was going to help me take things to the next level. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, OK, if I'm on the road and I'm thinking of all these ideas, I can't execute on everything. You know what I mean? So I started to realize that. I was going to have to invest in people. And so I started to take my own money and taking less and rather than buying a new car or rather than buying new clothes, I was, I was really recycling all my clothes or jewelry. I was like, fuck this. Like I'm literally going to build what I want and I'm not asking anybody for no handout. I'm not talking to nobody. If I said it, I'm going to do it. And when I, when I say I, I took less. So now when people go, Oh man, such and such made you or such and such did this. It's like, I don't have anything to prove, but I work my ass off you know, and still working my ass off. You know what I'm saying? And I'm and I'm committed to, to to holding myself accountable for more. And the thing is, is I tell people like someone asked me the other day, it's like, how do you define success? I don't like, no, they didn't ask me how do you define success? They said, so how did you get to this level of success? And I said, please define success. Tell me what the fuck, like, how do, what are we quantifying success as? Because if we're talking about money, that ain't, that ain't the success. The, the success is completion, starting something and fucking finishing. That's what what's most important to me. Executing, building something. That's that's how I start to look at success and start to build internally. And and when is the timeline of when this is all kind of starting to go down? Two thousand thirteen. Oh wow! So yeah. I mean, it's been a minute. I mean, these days you talked about traveling right now, being in Canada for for this opportunity. But are you still on the road as much as you used to be? Maybe six, seven years ago. Yes. Um, I, I'm a new father. So, I, so, you know, at, 
I've been on the road 10 years now, right? Like from Neo to Kevin, I've been traveling from movies to tours for 10 years to my own, you know, training. Now that I have a son, I'm, I I don't know, like I'm in that place of, I got to go home. I have to work, but I'm not willing to miss out on those opportunities. Yes, I'm traveling, but I'm I'm putting myself. So I've been gone six weeks. Okay, it's, it, after seven, week seven, it's time to go home. Like because right now home. in a pandemic, it, 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 this would all be great if I was able to go home on a weekend. We're literally we can't go home right now. You know what I'm saying? We we are locked. Like we can't travel in and out of the country. And I'm okay with that, right? The sacrifice. You, you know, I live on sacrifice. Who you are for who you can become. But at this point, I'm trying to become a great father, and that you know, and I want to learn. I want to be better. And I, I, I want to, I want to see my son. Th- those are the decisions I have to make now. I have, I have different things to think about. When you look back on the past ten years of of being on the road and really homing in on your craft and being an entrepreneur, and you have to think about the different tidbits of advice that you have received, can you identify one or two of the best pieces of advice that you've been offered along this journey? The best pieces of advice. It goes back to that jack of all trade and a master of none. Right. And get to a point like getting to a point to diversify. Right. And I, I'm always like I want people to represent. I want to represent wellness in its highest capacity and I want to represent opportunity. That piece of advice sticks out to me the most. My mom, God rest her soul. She said, when you point a finger, three are pointing back at you. Right. And so that sticks out to me all the time. It's like when you're ready to point the finger at someone about what they did, look at what you did. Look what you did or didn't do. Right. And, and be willing to put yourself on that same chopping block. So that's what it is. Also of what you didn't do. Yeah. I think that sometimes we neglect or overlook the stuff that didn't happen because we're so focused on what's going on. And sometimes you need to do that, that retrospective analysis of, you know, what should I have done that I didn't do? You have a sizable social media following. A lot of those people that come to your page, they see you, they see a guy that likes to work out and get after it. When you look in the mirror, what is it that you see looking back at you? When I look in the mirror, I see a guy that is determined, but also I'm faulty and I'm working to be the most accountable me, right? I'm, I, I go back to principle, right? Like, I'm I'm a I'm a hell of a hard worker um, in any facet you put me in. I'm I, I'm consistent. I I am very like confident. I, I think that sometimes my confidence can be mistaken for arrogance, but I'm okay with that because you you work for that. But I but you have to have confidence when you believe in yourself and you're taking risk and you're taking chance. I'm looking at a guy that just wants to be a better father, a better husband, a better friend. Most of all, like. I want the thing that stands out to me the most when I look at myself in the mirror is a guy that's going to be consistent. I'm, I, I, I said this the other day, consistency over sensation wins every time, every time, you know, do I want to be the superstar? Like a superstar is the guy that consistently plays good every night, not one or two nights. That's me. I, that's what I represent. I want to represent the guy that is consistent, moreover sensational. I love that. I love that idea of being the superstar and being able to give a good performance day in and day out. You right now have an opportunity to offer yourself, looking back on it, a piece of advice going through a hurdle moment, the one where you had to pivot and and step away from your original dreams of being in the NFL. So you have an opportunity to offer yourself a piece of advice looking back on those times now. What do you tell yourself? Job well done. 
but I want to I want to leave you with something, right? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Right? Like and I want to leave you and whoever else wants to listen. Your your opportunity is on the other side of your fear. That shit is real. I'm going to give you some passion real quick. I decided the hardest thing in my life, the only thing I ever thought, my family members being, you know, like first round draft picks, that football wasn't for me. But had I not, had I had I fucking hung my hat on something that obviously was not for me, I would not be where I'm at today, right? So take a chance on yourself. Don't be afraid to go, you know what? This didn't work. I this, and, and you can call it, you don't, if you don't want to call it failure, don't call it failure. Define things for yourself to make you push through. Whatever it takes you to fucking be the best individual that you need to be, be it. And, and understand that today, Ron Boss Everline, you would not be listening to me had I allowed my idea that I was only a football player in the capacity in which that I, that that that's what I was going to be in the world was it for me. I would not be here today being able to share this story about hope and living the and living your passion and living out the dream. And I didn't even know this was my dream. That's what I want to share. Like that your opportunity is on the other side of your fear when you decide to go, let me get out of my own way. Things started to change. Shit started to happen. And so don't focus on being happy. Focus on being grateful because gratefulness is a mindset and a lifestyle. Happiness is the moment. Not lost for passion on boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. How can the hurdlers keep up with you? How can they stay in the loop? Give me all of your details. Uh, I'm Just Train. You can type Just Train in on most things. I, we have a website. Jet, we sell Just Train merch. We, uh, You can follow. Yeah, Facebook is Ron Boss Everline. Just Train with Boss. Please understand that we're training our minds and not our bodies. That that's most of all what I want to leave you with, because we can accomplish anything if we when we start to equip ourselves mentally first. So understand that you can get any goal you want as long as you decide mentally. I am at Emily Body at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>